Good afternoon. Welcome to another edition of Loyalty Live. In this series, we talk to leading agencies, technology partners, and consultants in customer, channel, and brand loyalty about the technology, trends, and best practices that impact the ability of brands to drive unique experiences, engagement, and most importantly, customer loyalty. Today, we have this pleasure of speaking with Ravi Srinivasan, the president and CEO for Group FIO. Ravi, how are you today? I'm fine, thank you. Great. Could you tell us a little bit more about yourself, maybe your role with Group FIO and a little bit about the company for those that may not be familiar? Sure, absolutely. So um, Ravi Srinivasan, I'm the CEO for Group FIO and also double up as the chief product officer uh, to set the direction for our product line. Uh, we actually specialize in increasing customer lifetime value, and the main method we use is uh, leveraging in the moment in time marketing. So uh, when you look at uh, in the moment in time marketing, it's a combination of starting from the very receipt you send out. So the e-receipt, which is not the traditional receipt, but inclusive of marketing messages as a pertinent to the consumer at that moment in time, uh, along with setting up the next interaction pattern for the customer with hyper-personalization that is data-driven and offers that are data-driven. So when you combine the location variable with the activity variable, then what happens is you have the right mix to do in the moment in time marketing. And that's our specialty. And that's how we help our customers uh, with the overall singular focus of increasing customer lifetime value. Okay, great. Well, today we wanted to dive into some of the top trends in customer loyalty for 2023. And one of those top trends we saw in our state of customer loyalty research is that a number of brands are focused on redoing their loyalty programs or adding functionality. What are you seeing around program relaunches, updates, and what are your clients asking for? Sure. Uh, in our client base, what we're noticing is that there is a lot of increased focus and renewed effort in uh, changing the loyalty program to focus on existing customers. So um, there is a tendency right now to increase the spend on existing customers because 10% of the customers are producing about 3x of a average customer. So it, uh, with that recognition, there's more emphasis to keep uh, investing in that uh, top tier, the 10% of the customers. Customers. There's also, we notice that some of the loyalty offers are trying to go back to a cashback offer. So it's more cash driven as opposed to coupon and discount driven. Because the problem with coupons and discounts is that it's at a moment in time and, and each person can have a different experience. But cashback offer is real. You can put a monetary value to it and it's not a theoretical value. Uh, so that's, that's the other thing we're seeing. Uh, plus, of course, uh, there's a lot of renewed effort in, uh, in looking at Customer 360 uh, with a view of customer service and increasing the ability of giving them that excellent customer service because uh, a good customer service, good feeling, uh, good experience is what starts to uh, promote emotional loyalty, which is important to keep that customer long-term. So those are some of the rebranding and re uh, rejigging of the loyalty programs that we're noticing among our customers. Got it. Okay. And kind of going off that same topic um, with loyalty programs and redesigns and relaunches, one of the other things we saw in our research 
um, was around this sea of sameness within programs. Is this something you've seen and how should or can brands address this? We see that a lot. I mean, you see, loyalty has become what we call table stakes, right? Um, uh, everybody does it. Everybody gives points, and they become meaningless after a while. So one of the things that we're seeing in some kind of changes are promoting paid loyalty programs or premier loyalty programs with premier benefits and benefits that are important to the consumer. And uh, the other one is experimentation with points portability. Uh, point portability is so that you don't have to spend that reward back in that brand, but you can trade it for an experience, an event ticket, for example, or a uh, a gaming token or uh, a cashback offer for buying a product that's a non-compete product, right? So uh, we're seeing some of that happen uh, so that it, it separates them from the sea of sameness. And of course, uh, the other thing is in-store in experience or uh, in e-com experience would be that there is a renewed focus to try and improve the communication. Like how many of us go to retail stores and how many of us actually know about the loyalty program? Not very much. You have signage, you have somebody that says enter your phone numbers, you get your points, but they miss a golden opportunity to actually explain in, in a sound bite, thank you for being a member. This is your reward, or this is why you're with us. You know, having that that uh, that thing, or simply always encouraging referrals, always encouraging feedback, uh, and uh, giving simple value. That's that's kind of missing, and that uh, sea of sameness. Uh, you know, everything is the same. Starts to change when you look at these, and and a lot of our retailers are. Uh, looking at changing that uh, that sameness with that uh, with those kind of techniques and tactics, and one other thing that's interesting that we're noticing is that uh, there is a bit more of a tendency, or maybe it's just some of our customer base, where they're sending a lot more gifts, small value gifts, but it keeps you top of mind. You're always expecting something brand. And the more you, uh, the more you set that trend uh, and they don't have to be expensive, uh, the more that loyalty started to build. And we're seeing some of that as well. Great. And this next topic um, you touched on a little bit, but there's a growing number of newer customer loyalty technologies, CDPs, NFTs, blockchain, geolocation, is there a new technology out there that you think has the most promise for 2023? Uh, absolutely. I, I think geolocation is important. And, and this is specifically more with uh, beacon technology because you need to know where somebody is. Uh, and beacons are coming to a point where you don't need to have extra power and extra networks, et cetera. It's, it's, it's simpler technology to simply snap in and, and make it work. But that allows a lot of in-the-moment-in-time marketing activities to happen. Uh, CDP has been a resurgence. What we found at CDP was a lot of people were implementing CDPs, but not really seeing uh, a great deal of benefit. And that's uh, and they're taking corrective action by ensuring that they are collecting appropriate data and also building it so it gives you interpretive and meaningful results uh, so you can take action with it. Because some, sometimes PDP would just use to 
just simply collect data without the end in mind. So we're seeing that renewed effort. Uh, NFT, we're not seeing a lot of uptake among our customer base. I, I know there's been a lot of talk about NFT. I think NFT is going kind of going up and down. Uh, so 2023, I don't know. Uh, blockchains, I think, is more of a specialty feature we're seeing in specific areas where uh, chain of custody, uh, chain of transaction, smart contracts are useful. So seeing it there, but not in in uh, in uh, mass merchandise or general purpose retail. We don't say to see that. Uh, there's also a renewed effort in looking at hyper personalization through the CDP engine and linking it with the um, uh, with the supply chain because uh, people are very good at doing promotions and flyers and and, and they're used to it right uh, positioning etc but in in the world of hyper personalization uh, it's sending a small group of customers for a small group of products a small group of offers well those products have to be where you're sending them if they're not there you're going to create somebody that's best off. So there's a greater integration between supply chain visibility as well as uh, the hyper-personalization messages we're sending out. And that's that's also something I think that's going to become much bigger in 2023. Okay, great. And you mentioned this a little bit talking about technology, uh, but what are some challenges you see with current customer loyalty offerings? From our recent research, many of our brand members um, did mention technology, but also Many listed strategy, lack of metrics, reporting, just for a few examples. What challenges are your clients coming to you with and how do you see this changing over the next year or so? So uh, over the next year, what we see, and, and we're trying to address this as well, is uh, broad-based education on how do you analyze a loyalty program and, and the skill set to analyze it. Number one, what are the metrics? Number two, why are they there? Uh, number three, how do you measure them? So if you look at those three variables, I think a lot of businesses don't have the core skill set. The, the big companies, of course, have data scientists, data work. They, they can do a lot of work. But the core ability to combine business analytics with data analytics and hit a marketing objective or a sales objective, that skill set is not there. It, it has to be educated, has to be brought up. And I think that's a big gap that we see as a challenge, which directly leads to reliable analysis. Because if you don't have that core skill, you're analyzing the wrong piece of information or you're inferring information that may not be accurate. So uh, as there are opportunities created within the data and what it tells you, it's a skillful uh, understanding of what is important why is it important? And then actually deal with the marketer to say, now, how do you take, how do you take advantage of this? What, what do you do to take advantage of the data we just saw? These are the core challenges that we have. I mean, collecting points, printing points, keeping track of them, they're all mechanical and they're all by and large work with everybody as far as we can see. Definitely agree with you. And the point you hit on uh, was actually the, the next point I was going to ask you about um, with just limited resources, skill sets, um, you know, resources yeah. in terms of yeah. the internal staff to handle it, resources, maybe time, budget. Um, what's maybe one piece of advice you would give to brands on how they can address that challenge if they do have limited resources? Absolutely. And one thing is... Uh, First, do the analysis. And if you don't have the team to do it, outsource the work. Typically, to outsource the work costs less than an FTE. We have a lot of cases where people come in 
graduated from schools and colleges and and think they have the skill set they don't. So first step one is outsource it, uh, and then measure the results. You know, even if you outsource it, make sure that the information they give you, you track, you ensure you get better and you get faster ROI. Those are the key things I think to be done. Perfect. Great advice. Um, what do you think is the next big thing for customer loyalty? Is there a topic or trend that you think marketers should be on the lookout for over the next year? One of the big trends is give the customer a choice. Let them sit in the driver's seat. There are too many times in loyalty program, we just tell people, hey, this is your loyalty program, this is what you get. Well, how about giving them a choice of ABC? Here are five program elements, and you can take uh, an AB choice or an ABC choice on some of the elements. So that's one thing. Let, let the customer drive, right? And a simple thing can be, do you prefer to have cashback offers or do you want more aggressive discounts? Why can't we let the customer select that? So let the customer get in the driver's seat, and that's important. The um, other one is engaging with customers on a regular basis, but with a hyper-personalization perspective. That means the messaging is a little more in tune to what they need, what they want. Uh, that's that's something I think that is uh, a, a big thing that needs to happen. Too many messages today are going out with a general blast right? Or just to four segments. With hyper-personalization, we should be able to take cohorts of 5,000, 10,000 and be able to automatically engage in marketing activities at that level. And I think that is, uh, that's something that will keep improving. Uh, the other one is people that have brick and mortar, um, the uh, accuracy of showing where the product is. There's this that's a frustration that I think customers are experiencing. There are various ways people are trying to address that uh, by giving you aisle numbers and things, but they're not always accurate. You go to the aisle and the product's not there. So there's some level of uh, accuracy that, that needs to be there and an increased focus on ensuring the self-service functions you give from the point of sale checkout to e-commerce checkout, whatever they are. Make sure there's less frustration, right? You know, put the bag, weigh the bag. It didn't measure. Barcode can't be found. We all went through that, right? I mean, it's it's very frustrating. So frictionless is the key word, I think, is the next big thing. How do you make that experience, store, e-com, phone center, frictionless is, is what I think is, is critical there. Perfect. And just one final question for you, Ravi. How should brands incorporate new trends into their existing loyalty strategies? You touched a little bit on personalization, um, hyper-personalization, customer experience, customer engagement. What advice would you give to a brand that's starting off um, and maybe where can they start of incorporating those trends into their loyalty strategies or programs? I think first thing is have no more than five key measures that are going to drive your loyalty, just five. And measure those five consistently week on week and make sure uh, for existing cohorts, cohorts of customers, that you're seeing a general improvement over time. Th that's the only thing we can recommend. It's, it's simple. It sounds simple, but it's really difficult to execute. And you need people with experience to help you do that. And if you're not able to execute consistently, get a fractional resource. There's lots of fractional resources available that can help with this kind of activity and, and keep things on track, to help you keep things on track. Thank you, Ravi, for taking the time to speak with us today. It's always great hearing your perspective on customer loyalty, and we look forward to hearing more from you throughout the year.
Thank you. Thank you, Carly. Appreciate it. I wanted to thank everyone for listening, and we look forward to having you back on our next edition of Loyalty Live soon.